This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Sabah Fair and welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now the Sharjah Biennial 14 leaving the Echo Chamber kicks off this Thursday featuring art that will move and challenge you with major new commissions, installations, performances and works by over 80 artists from around the world on show. There's also a program of talks and performances that are going to be presented during the opening weekend as well as the Foundation's annual March meeting. This is big. This is major. To tell us more, we are going to be welcoming into the studio Judith Greer, Director of International Programs at Sharjah Art Foundation. That's coming up next on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. It has been said that art, freedom and creativity will change society faster than politics. And in leaving the echo chamber, Sharjah Biennial 14 is exploring the possibilities and purpose of producing art when news is fed by a monopoly of sources, history is increasingly fictionalised, when ideas of society are invariably displaced and when borders and beliefs are dictated by cultural, social and political systems. To tell us more about what we can expect from Sharjah Biennial 14, it is launching this weekend. It is incredibly exciting. I'm so pleased to be welcoming to the Life Beat studio, Judith Greer, Director of International Programs at Sharjah Art Foundation. Good morning, Sally. Thank you so much for inviting me to this program to speak about something that has really been dear to my heart since... um, 2007, when I first came out to Sharjah to see the first biennial. Judith, you have to tell us your story, you know, the the background of how you came to be involved with the Sharjah Biennial. Well, I um, first came out in 2007. I was asked asked actually to speak at Art Dubai uh, because I had published a book about um, art collecting. And I realized I knew nothing about the Middle East and its art scene. I was based in London. I had been living in Japan for 13 years. I was very knowledgeable about other parts of the world, but not about the Middle East. So well chastened, I decided to come back two weeks later for the Sharjah Biennial, which I had never visited before and was so delighted by what I, intrigued and interested and moved by what I saw that um, I ended up working for the foundation for the biennial then and have since been involved with the foundation. That's incredible. You've been with them so for the last 12 years working on this. Well, with them for 11 years, but wow. but I've seen the biennial for 12 years That's now. That's amazing. That is incredible. So kind of take us back to 2007. What did the art scene uh, look like back then and and you know the biennial itself how it's changed in that time? Well, I think um, at at that point in in the UAE, there was it was just an emergent art scene uh, in general. Mm-hmm. You know, people think about Art Dubai; it was just starting. There were no museums on Saadiat Island yet. There was barely the plans being announced. But the Sharjah Biennial had been in existence since 1993, which is pretty surprising and um, uh, remarkable. The kind of art that it was presenting, the challenging and meaningful projects that were being done in in Sharjah. Um, 
You, it's, it's interesting because this is really what Sharjah is known for, but we don't hear as much about it as we really should, uh, which is why it's brilliant to have you here today. Some people might be scratching their heads and going, what on earth is a biennial? Um, it, that is a question I'm often asked. Um, well, the word biennial itself means every two years. Mm. Um, and so, indeed, this the Sharjah Biennial has been taking place every two years since 1993. Um but it's, this is a, a form of exhibition that is common across the world. The first uh, biennial, the most historic and the most prestigious biennial, is the Venice Biennial that was opened in 1895 and continues to this day. Mm. The second was the Brazilian Sao Paulo Biennial. Um, well, that was 1951. And earlier than that was actually the Whitney Biennial in 1932. Other really important biennials take place in Sydney, in Havana, and in Istanbul, of course. Mm. So Sharjah Biennial is among the top 10 biennials in the world at this point. So this is big. As we know, you know, Sharjah's love for and a commitment to kind of bringing those amazing art voices, those artists who have something really interesting to say, have something really challenging to say, to bring to the table. Um, they do that time and time again. Sharjah Art Foundation is known for that. But so this is kind of like a, a big arts festival, really. And it's happening all the way through until the 10th of June. What can we expect? How, how is this being put together? Well, um, I, I suppose if, if we were to talk about how you begin putting together a biennial, it's a really exciting process, and it's been so exciting for all of our team to be involved in this. What happens is that the there are curators who will be selected to curate each specific biennial. So it's always a different different person or group of people. This year, for example, we have three curators. Um, so this year, it's Zoe Butt, Claire Tancunz, and Omer Khalif, mm-hmm. and they each are, are presenting their own exhibition. So they got together, chose a theme, and each one of them then decided on a specific approach within that theme to curate their exhibition. The next thing that happens is they select the artists, and then they decide... With the artists, is it going to be a new commission? Are they going to present existing works? Um, what In what form will their artistic practice be presented? So it's a very exciting and active process. The artists come to Sharjah two or three times often to, to get to know what Sharjah is like. So our team at the foundation take them around, show them the historic parts of the city, they go to the desert, they go to the archaeological sites, they get to know exactly what the UAE is about. So when they create a new work, the work is in many ways not necessarily a a response to the world here, but it, it tends to be very sensitive to and reflective of the conditions here. The community, the local community is really so important to us at the foundation. And, and, then they bring with them their vision about what's important in the world today. So that's a very exciting part of the biennial, something that's really extremely unique. It's it's exciting seeing that these uh, international artists, they're coming to Sharjah and they're experiencing, experiencing Sharjah. And each one of them is going to come away and want to convey a whole different message, a whole different way of you know their perspective about what that is, its place in the world, and how it fits within this particular theme. It's an interesting theme um, this year. So, so tell us a bit more about that. The, the 
the uh, echo chamber theme, leaving the echo chamber? Well, I think it's it's the, the curators want to address this issue that, again, I think every one of us is aware of the echo chamber that the media uh, has created today. And, and they want to create their own within their platforms. Each of them are in their own ways creating a, a method of addressing this issue and reflecting on it. And each of the artists have some part of that. So as a visitor... It's quite important to, to kind of, well, you can learn a lot from what they have to say by reading their introductory statements and by really thinking about what each artist, the, the um, sort of message in each artist's work, because these are, each one of them really does have something important to say. We're going to come back in just a moment, talk about those 80 artists that are going to be here presenting works from all around the world, going through a bit of the program, the talks, the performances. As we said, the opening weekend happens uh, this weekend, so from March 7th, from Thursday, uh, but the biennial itself goes all the way up until June. We are chatting with uh, Judith Gray. She's the Director of International Programs at Sharjah Art Foundation. More next this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast life beats life beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 we are back with judith greer from sharjah art foundation because uh, we are getting set for this weekend's uh, grand opening of the sharjah biannual 14 it's incredible, featuring major new commissions, installations, performances and works by over 80 artists from around the world. You actually have the list in front of you, uh, Judith. This is phenomenal. Well, it's it's amazing the places that the artists have come from. It's so broad. I mean, just reading a few, Thailand, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Indonesia, Mauritius, Argentina, Philippines, India, Samoa, Cuba, Zambia, Malaysia, Japan, Indonesia, you know, it could, I could go on and on for, for all of them. but You really could. And the thing about Sharjah is, as we know, it is known for its art. But y- you were telling me the way that um, the Sharjah Biennial really kind of plays as a launch pad for many of the careers of, of some of the greatest artists that we currently see that are working in the contemporary arena uh, because they get scouted out here everybody knows to come to the Sharjah Biennial. Yes it's it's actually quite amazing um, whether it's for the opening week or throughout the biennial people do feel that they people who are art professionals um, whether it's directors of really important um, institutions internationally the curators collectors people want to come out to see what's happening here because they know that they will find artists they'll discover artists and ideas and concepts that they maybe have not been exposed to before I mean and I think it's it's important to remember what a, a meeting place Sharjah is and historically has been as a center of trade and cultural exchange um, this has happened before the biennial as well but this is this is it's really an important center for culture that is being once again uh made uh, uh, relevant through through what's taking place at the Sharjah Biennial. Of course, there's also the book fair and the heritage festivals and the theater days, but this all makes up this package of a deeply cultured landscape here in the Emirate of Sharjah. Absolutely. Uh, you've got a, a few of yours that are kind of like highlights 
like we said, 80 artists, they are they all need to be explored. Uh, but you've got a, a pick of a few that are quite highlights for you. Um, let's go through some of these. So Kidlat Tahimik, tell me more. Yes, well, as I said, highlights highlights are, uh, you know, as, as I get to see more of the biennial, because, of course, those of us who work in the biennial don't get to see everything. Some of the work is still getting installed. It will be last minute installed. Things will go wrong and then they'll get fixed. <laughs> and then we all get to have it revealed on the 7th. But what I've seen so far and what I know about, I think Kidlick's work is really something people will love. Um, he describes it, Kidlick is from the Philippines, and he's known really as a, a filmmaker, and there will be two of his films screened actually during the opening and I think the following month, but um, he describes this sculptural installation, and it's taking up one entire room, one of our big galleries in the new art spaces. He says it's a war without weapons. It's a cultural war for the right to cultural diversity. And the battle, he's, he has these massive wood sculptures and installations, lots of figures and boats and creatures everywhere. But he has, um, the battle is pitched, pitches the legendary Ufuago, goddess of the wind in Habian, I hope I pronounced that correctly, <laughs> against a cast of Hollywood characters. You've got Marilyn Monroe, you've wow. got, you've got Superman, <laughs> you've got Mickey Mouse. And, and they are being presented in this this really dynamic, wood mostly wooden sculptural installation in this space that you can observe from a, a viewing platform, but then also you can walk a, around the sculptures. I think this is something that, that families and children definitely, as well as, of course, anyone with an intellectual art bent, will enjoy. Uh, that was It was great meeting the artist yesterday and hearing him talk personally about this work. Yeah, and, and the inspiration behind it as well. Yes, well, and and his his interest in in the preservation of of native cultures against the onslaught of of sort of Western colonialization, the domination of Hollywood, and the way that that affects um, various cultures' identity and their understanding of who they are. It's something that actually a, a thread that you will see throughout other artists' work in the biennial as well. I love this. This is uh, one of the most Im- important themes, really, that we talk about. Media, movies, uh, popular culture is so important, but finding our voice within it, finding our own heritage, our own culture within it. Um, this is something we talk about a lot here on Life Beats, and, and to see that as one of the, the the big themes, really, at the Sharjah Biennial 14 is amazing. And I, I would love to see how different um, artists are kind of taking that and what it means to them and what they communicate around it. Well, it, that is, it's really fascinating. And, and um, if you... One of the nice things about a work like Kidlex is that it has its very deep intellectual roots, but it's actually a visual delight and a joy to be in that room. So, so you can enjoy both sides of things. You can either just enjoy it as an experience, but deepen your experience by understanding what it is that the artist is trying to say about the work itself. I love it. We can't wait to see this one. We're going to be going through more of these world-renowned artists who are going to be coming out to Sharjah. This is Sharjah Biannual 14. We are in conversation with Judith Greer. She's the Director of International Programs at Sharjah Art Foundation. More after this. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95.
Judith Greer is here from Sharjah Art Foundation and we are very, very excited for the start of Sharjah Biennial 14. It is starting this Thursday. Oh, and my goodness, three months of incredible activities. Uh, Judith, do you know, it's important for people to realize because there are other art fairs, right? And, and to kind of get an idea of why a biennial is really important, that the, the aims of a biennial is really about experimenting and exploring, isn't it? Well, it is. You know, I, I think that, that over the years as I've watched the um, cultural landscape in the UAE grow, it's there's been a development from small galleries and artist studios, artist-run spaces like the Flying House to the opening of Art Dubai. But all the time, as I think I mentioned before, there's been the Sharjah Biennial. And, and I think it's important for people to understand the difference between a commercial venture, which is really critical for artists, such as Art Dubai, where the where the purpose is actually to sell art, to make commerce. That is a really important thing for to happen in the art world. But a, for a biennial, that is not a, a, a that's not part of what a biennial does. A biennial is a nonprofit organization. It is it is done strictly for the audience, for the people, for the local community. It is an arena of experimentation, and so we don't have to worry about whether the artworks are sellable, they don't have to be containable, they can, you can't, you don't have to be able to show them in a gallery, which is what, you know, if, if you're working in an art fair, you have to be able to show in a gallery. So the scale of work, the kind of concept, the underlying purpose of a biennial is to present the most experimental, the most interesting, the most challenging works possible. Um, and, and that creates a very different um, legacy. Uh, it also creates a different kind of viewer experience. Because it's, it's responding to culture. It's responding to who we are, where we are in the world, but it's also creating and driving conversations within culture, right? Well, yes, it is because, you know, especially with the with the idea of commissioning an artist, you give an artist an opportunity through a commission to do something they might never be able to do. I mean, certainly in most cases within the commercial sphere, a gallery won't pay for it. What What would you, where would they get the funding to do something like that? Where would they get the support, uh, the logistical support? Some of the works that are being presented at the biennial are very complex to actually put together and to present. And, and the Sharjah Art Foundation has a great team of, of installers and architects who work with each of these artists to make sure that the work that they imagine is realized with as perfect uh, uh, in as perfect a form as is physically possible mm, exactly and um, we started kind of talking about some of the artists that are, are standing out for you so far we have to say so far because we've seen uh, a few different artists works there are more coming and it is incredibly exciting uh, we've talked about uh, Kidla Tahimik uh, Muhammad Barisa he's uh, somebody who's on your list too Yes, Mohammed Barisa has a really major work, and it's being presented in a, a venue that we've never used before, which is a disused kindergarten in Kalba that was originally built in 1973. This major work uh, is a commentary on the psychology of Algerian society, and he uses 3D animation, drawings, video, and plants. Um, so it's a very exciting, um, immersive experience uh, that's been made especially for this biennial. 
Barisa will be around and giving workshops that are free and open to the public in the offsite venue of Kalba. Um, and it's been, you know, this is another example of, of he's a Algerian artist that works in France, and his work has been really supported by the, the French Institute, the Institut Francais, for example. So this is also another way that we create these international relationships by, mm-hmm. by working together with international organizations, whether they're cultural organizations, institutions. Uh, it, it's great because the legacy of the biennial then is much greater. There's more resonance around the world for all the projects that happen here. Mm, absolutely. Shizad Dawood, tell me more. Shizad Dawood is, is based in the United Kingdom, and he has done a really major immersive VR, virtual reality um, installation. Uh, the work explores the politics of space and ownership in Pakistan. Um, and it's something that I, I don't think I'll explain too much, but it's something that you will all enjoy um, experiencing. Uh, and again, this is another uh, example where it has been co-commissioned with the New Art Exchange in Nottingham in the UK with the support of the Bagri Foundation. So again, these projects will have another life elsewhere. That's amazing. They t- they just co you know, they might go from here. They they will go to other countries and be shown in other places. Uh, but Sharjah is really just bringing all of those artists, those organizations, galleries together, which we love. And those collaborations are happening. And, you know, it, it needs to be said that people like, you know, Imran Qureshi, you know, he uh, he had work ex- exhibiting at the Sharjah Biennial. Yes, he did a really beautiful project called Blessings on the Land of My Love that was in the 10th Biennial in our Beit al uh, Beit Sirkal, actually, Beit Sirkal, where he hand-painted beautiful red flowers on the courtyard, across the entire courtyard. And when you looked at it from above, it looked actually like a bloodbath, you know, to be honest. Yes. And it was addressing issues of the violence in Pakistan. When you got down on the ground floor and you looked at the actual paintings, they were beautiful flowers, hand-painted, so delicate. And it was on the back of that project that he was then invited to do a major commission on the rooftop of the Met uh, the Metropolitan Museum in New York. So it's often the case that people will come to see the work here and the artists will be given a platform or given a platform to then that helps them launch into many other projects internationally. And that's also a role we feel that's really important. And Sharjah, as a center of culture, can be feel proud to be supporting so many people and, and helping advance their careers. It's just, we have to remember, you know, this is art that, is global that is the the top the top kind of uh, artists that are practicing right now globally they're bringing their work here and it's it's just mind-boggling it's amazing to think that we can just go it's in our backyard we can go and we can see and experience these works and interact with them see the artists listen to the artists talk to the artists as well well, yes. I mean, certainly they're all around now, most of them. Not everyone was able to come, but most of the artists are around now. They're finishing up their works, and they will be around during the opening week. It's very exciting. Some of them will be speaking at the March meeting, but um, it is actually an extraordinary time to be able to visit and, and engage in art, in contemporary art. I mean, it is really here. It is, for me, as someone who's worked in the art world for now since 1985, Um, It is always an exciting experience. I always treasure this time. 
Phenomenal. We are going to be talking more about what you can see during the opening week program. Uh, so many different events, plus as well the annual March meeting, uh, plus more highlights from Judith. All of that and more is coming up on Life Beat. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. The Sharjah Biennial is the jewel in the crown of non-commercial contemporary art events from the Maghreb to the Gulf. That is just uh, one quote. That's uh, Anna Summers-Cox of the art newspaper in the UK. There are so many. You know, this is this is an event that is uh, really uh, something to look forward to. Everybody all over the world looks forward to it. It only happens once every two years, hence the name, biennial. Um, but, uh, Judith, it's important to say that this is for everyone. It is for the entire family. Every age group will get something out of this. It's running for three months and it's free. And and really, we would like to be able to welcome more of our local community. Um, there's a very robust education and community outreach program that's that's been put in place for really after the opening of the biennial. I mean, for the opening week program, there are really a vast number of performances and film screenings and things to see. This program is available online at www.sharjahart.org, so be sure to download that and find out what's happening. We also have amazing film programs, um, screenings every Saturday from uh, the 15th of March. So the opening week, it's the 7th and the 10th. We have Kidlik Tahimik's work, who we were speaking about earlier and then after that we have screenings every Saturday night um, but yes it's it's you can make a family day of it you can come to one of the spaces and get a tour there are free tours and free workshops go to the visitor center and someone will arrange to give you a tour to take you around to all the different spaces so you can understand the art a little bit better free workshops that you can take part in and yeah. then you can there's restaurants and cafes and it Great shop where you could pick up the really charming Charger Biennial 14 bag that I just I love gave it. you. <laughs> I've got one. I've already got mine, which is gorgeous. I love it. Uh, but of course, you know, there are going to be talks and performances as well, um, plus the annual March meeting. What's the annual March meeting? The annual March meeting is really, um, each year it varies in format. This year, each of the curators have taken one day. It's a discursive platform. It is a, a place where people can talk about ideas that are really important in the art world or in the world today. Mm. Um, each of the curators for this year have taken a day to investigate the themes that they're trying to you know, dig into and take apart in their um, curatorial platforms. So some of them have more performances instead of talks. Others have talks and performances. Um, it features really important and interesting speakers from around the world as well as artists. Um, and it's taken really seriously. It's one of the important events internationally for art, art professionals to attend. And you can attend it here free. As we were saying, uh, there are three curators for this year's biennial. Uh, Zoe Butt uh, is tackling journey beyond the arrow, seeking to illuminate the necessity of exchange and diversity across the globe and throughout human history. Um, the exhibition uh, reveals the 
intergenerational impact of a range of physical and physiological psychological tools in fact and how representations and meanings of those tools have shifted as a consequence of colonial exploitation this is incredible i mean these are themes that you know that are so they just strike at the heart of who we are and our culture and our histories as well but it also as we've been saying throughout the uh, the interview that this is about our future how we shape our collective future um, I want to come uh, to one uh, particular mural that is actually being painted outside of your office by Kadam Ali. Tell me about this. Well, it's been, um, you know, as it, we're privileged sometimes to be part of a of the production of an organiz- of a, an event like the Sharjah Biennial, and mm. and it's always great to watch an artwork unfold, the the vision of an artist unfold before your eyes. So we have been watching. Um, Kadim Ali and his crew paint this vast mural just outside of our office on Art Square. Um, and his work is includes that mural, but also work that's been installed in the Fine Arts Society, as well as in the museum. And it looks at um, issues of violence and the way that, that violence is often perpetrated um, using religious symbols mm. and and using um it, it, it relates much to his personal experience as a me- um, a member of the hazara people of afghanistan so there's a really it, it's very beautiful work there a lot of it is just really beautiful painting with some gold leaf and beautiful little he's trained as a miniaturist so there's some wow. beautiful paintings inside the museum uh, but it's a really deeply multifaceted and important project um i think people really enjoy that that's just one of many as we said 80 artists who are part of this um uh, kind of this is so big judith i kind of finally in in the last few moments that we have i want to get your idea of how to tackle it so what would you do first how would you kind of go on the journey through the Sharjah biannual 14 well i think um i would recommend people go to our information center in almarasia in our new art spaces and see what materials available and see if there's a if they can join a tour we've got a great group of guides who um, are based locally and they love taking people around and sharing their own enthusiasm we, we will have really good maps and guidebooks that are free to pick up and I, I would suggest that people take their time if you're a local don't rush it take your time enjoy seeing the videos stop and have a cup of tea you know, you can walk around from the Almerasia area to Calligraphy Square, where there's a number of other works. Then you can walk through to Art Square, where there's more work. And then on another day, you can get in a car and drive out to Kalba and Hamria, where there, or even Umaquain, where New Orleans Airlift has an amazing project in an abandoned airplane. So it's very exciting. And I would start, though, as I said, in the information center at Almerasia Square. It's vast. It's vast. It's it is vast. all over the Emirates. It's happening for three months. It's incredible. Sharjah Biannual 14. Judith Greer, what an absolute pleasure it is to hear from you. And no doubt from Sharjah Art Foundation, we'll be hearing from more uh, from more of your team who will be coming on the show uh, to tell us more about this. Well, I, I hope so. It's been a pleasure to be here. And I hope to see... Many more people. We all hope to see many of the people in charge uh, visiting us. Um, and feel free to ask questions at any time. Yes, yes. Thank you. I cannot wait for it. So exciting. It starts 
from March the 7th. Make sure you get on it. Get onto Sharjah Art Foundation's website. It's sharjahart.org. Get onto it right now. That's it for us here on Life Beats. We're going to be back again with you tomorrow. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.